Probably feels like a bit of a reprieve after 12 interest rate rises since May last year. But I hate to say, could we be in for another hike maybe as early as next week? That is the risk, according to some economists, after inflation ticked higher in the most recent monthly reading, something that might test Michelle Bullock at her very first meeting, of course, as Reserve Bank Governor. We're joined now by the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter, so maybe another rate rise down the track soon, potentially, even next week. I mean, is that a real possibility? Oh, yeah. Good morning, Tom. Yeah, that's a potential uh, complication for the Reserve Bank Board. The Consumer Price Index reading for August came in at the annual rate of 5.2%. That's up from 4.9% in July, the first rise in six months. This is mainly due to higher fuel prices, um, up by a a pretty substantial 9% this month. The real pain at the Bowser, though, might be here for a while. This morning, the global oil benchmark Brent crude has surged to be around 3% higher, um, getting close to 97 US dollars a barrel. That will be eventually passed on at the Bowser. Um, there have also been some big rises in housing, food and insurance. And as you mentioned, we had 12 rate rises since May last year, and that has pulled inflation down and the impact is lagging. But it's still above where the RBA wants inflation, which is in a band of two to three percent so still very high and that uptick to 5.2 percent will be a big worry for the Reserve Bank particularly if it remains persistent and inflation still keeps ticking up. Yeah but how you know likely is it that the RBA board might actually push that rates button maybe not the honeymoon Michelle Bullock was hoping for? Money markets uh, only see a nine percent probability the RBA board will impose another rate hike at next week's meeting on October the 5th. The view is that the the Reserve Bank Board will probably look at this monthly reading as a bit of an aberration as these numbers do bounce around from month to month. The other point is that while the headline rate of inflation is rising, it looks a bit alarming, underlying inflation is what the Reserve Bank really looks at and that strips out those volatile things like uh, petrol and and food. So uh, that underlying figure is actually falling, which is interestingly why the Australian dollar actually fell yesterday rather than rising, because more than anything else, the RBA watches that underlying figure. So money markets betting that rates will probably stay where they are. But Michelle Bullock probably wants her first meeting as an opportunity to show that she's committed to putting perhaps the final nail in the inflation coffin. She might push for another rate hike at some point, though, it seems uh, Tuesday will be wait and see speculation swinging around to November, which would, of course, mean a Melbourne Cup Day rate hike. And so um, that's by no means a sure bet either, but it's certainly going to be a live meeting on Tuesday and one to watch. Right, factor in some people spending on the races. You had a busy day yesterday, Peter, with the uh, scandal at PwC, of course, the consulting giant, that independent report by the former Telstra boss, Ziggy Switkowski. Let's just uh, take a look at that. Was there anything that surprised you? Well, Tom, uh, for me, the, the report really just confirmed uh, suspicions, indeed evidence of complacency, poor culture and uh, a lack of accountability. And, of course, to recap, all of this goes to the sharing of confidential treasury and tax office information for PwC to develop a workaround so clients could potentially pay less tax with that information. But the report looked at the excessive power of the chief executive, poor practices that went 
unexamined and uncorrected for years. I mentioned that um, because it's a partnership model at PwC, uh, the chief executive pretty much wins it because uh, of a presidential-style campaign Mm. and no real accountability to the board and more of a focus on uh, revenue and a lack of independence and external voices. But, you know, once again, we've heard all of this before with the Banking Royal Commission, customers uh, coming second to profits and various scandals, but also... There's the irony here that companies, government departments and government agencies call reviews or want reports done and they call in outfits like PwC to sort out these problems. PwC offers all these solutions on culture and accountability, but in this case they haven't really taken their own advice. It's probably been out there in multiple PowerPoint presentations. PwC's new chief executive in Australia, Kevin Burrows, has kept a pretty low profile since arriving here from Singapore, only providing yesterday a corporate handout to most people. But I had a bit of a word with him on his own in his only broadcast interview. Take a listen. Yeah, look, the first thing I should say is obviously we deeply regret regret, uh, the failures of PwC Australia's governance and leadership over the last few years. We obviously read Dr. Sikowski's report. It's difficult and disappointing to read. He makes um, a number of recommendations and and we will accept them in full. You've been parachuted in here to Australia to take over as chief executive, but what was your reaction to the confidentiality breaches that triggered the scandal? Have you seen a lax attitude to ethics and integrity at PwC? What happened with respect to the breach of confidential information is totally and utterly unacceptable. It falls way below the standards PwC sets itself, and uh, we've apologised to that, and I'm very sorry that it happened, and PwC Australia is very, very sorry. Just to the business that you've been brought in to uh, restore, just how damaging has this scandal been to PwC's reputation in Australia? Well, I think that the damage has been clear for everybody to see it. We've clearly caused our clients, caused our people, the Australian community to question our integrity and, and trustworthiness. And, and that's uh, that's clearly a damaging thing. And, you know, we're very committed to re-earning that trust. Kevin Burrows there, PwC Australia's Chief Executive, speaking with Peter Ryan, who's still with us. Peter, just while we've got you there, what about the other corporate crisis? Uh, Qantas, we saw the Chairman Richard Goiter alongside brand new CEO Vanessa Hudson at a Senate grilling yesterday. Can I ask, how do you rate their performance? Well, um, first up, Tom, uh, Richard Goiter, the chairman, there have been calls that he needs to resign. Doesn't look like that's going to be happening. He uh, commanded a very good performance there under pretty hostile questioning. So it looks as though he'll be in there for the long haul, at least uh, to the annual general meeting. Vanessa Hudson, the new chief executive of Qantas, uh, taking over from Alan Joyce. A bit shaky to start with, but uh, seemed to be handling those uh, pretty tough questions uh, the further she got into that hearing. So now her role is to uh, turn the airline around, rebuild trust and reputation. So a few uh, themes similar to uh, PwC and Qantas. So there's a fair bit going on in that area of uh, corporate trust and accountability in Australia at the moment. Indeed, uh, tough times for Vanessa Hudson, that brand new role, of course. Peter Ryan, thank you as always for joining us.